This is D. Calhoun, a.k.a. Screaming Mad D, the voice of Spiral Grave and solo artist on Argonauta Records. You, my friend, are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. <laughs> hello some things never change right no they don't and they never will <laughs> dude i feel like we're back where we started again you're here we got it i'm good to go brother hey good to see you d you got video now um when i checked it it was good i'll uh, start video there, there, we go. Go. there we go good to see you my friend that's my partner chris hey how you doing hello. chris Good. How are you, man? Good. Thanks Good. for Monday. Yeah, for Monday. You're right. Thanks for, for your time. I know you're busy. That's a tall ass ceiling you got there, man. That's the angle. <laughs> <laughs> it's that old Ronnie Dio angle you shoot from below, you know? Yeah, I can't do that. Otherwise, it's all chin, you know? Right. So. <laughs> well, that's what this is for. <laughs> and if you shoot from the top, you'll be blinded by his head, so it'll all. Oh, dude, don't even talk to me about my ball. <laughs> well, that's, okay? that's, you know, under here, I got rid of all of it. So this is actually, everything's by design. So this is actually a, uh, a, uh, a glare screen. Um, looking Maybe you should for... recommend one for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I need something because, here, you know, close put your glasses on all right there we go otherwise uh, let me, otherwise you're gonna see this you know right. <laughs> for yeah. a half an hour <laughs> last time i was part of a video shoot they used my head as the white balance oh. but, <laughs> <laughs> nice so anyway d thank you for joining us i know we've done a lot of stuff together through the past with iron man and a bunch of my video stuff and yeah so tell us about Give us the two-sentence boardroom elevator pitch for the uh, newer stuff, D. Calhoun. Uh, swampy, heavy, acoustic, Americana doom. Wow. You were prepared for that one. That's pretty good. And uh, that encompasses everything. I'm never prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just listening to Old Scratch Comes to Appalachia. Or mm -hmm. App Is that how I say that? I'm Canadian. Well, you know, I usually, anytime I use the word in, in conversation, I say Appalachia. I was yeah. actually born and raised in Appalachia. But for purposes of this album, I say Appalachia. because, okay. And this is just my perception. Appalachia sounds more backwoodsy to me. Okay, and cool. It, it really isn't. You know, it's like data and data. You know, it's <laughs> this, two versions of the same word, but that's just been my perception of it so. salsa 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 yeah. <laughs> either way is acceptable cool um so you you say you come from that area so like when i was checking out the song and the video and reading the story about it it kind of seems like a dark place well i could write about anywhere and make it sound like a dark place <laughs> that's just fair enough where i come from creatively um it could definitely be argued that uh, Appalachia is a dark place, um, you know, with uh, with the witches and the and the backwoods and the old ways 
you know, as it were. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely a uh, a good place to go creatively for those kinds of themes and whatnot. Yeah, we did an interview with a band from there. I can't remember how many years ago, but he answered the Zoom call and he was holding the gun and he was just shooting it. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> That's the old ways. Well, actually, the old ways, you know, would you know involve um, a uh, a dead chicken and uh, Dude, blood on the floor. He was drinking <laughs> beer and it was like nine o'clock in the morning and he had a an AK or something in his hand. Yeah, yeah, he was ready to just. He's just like I'm shooting gophers and watching for meth heads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I forgot about that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I didn't mean to take it down that road. I was just, you know. Um. So what was? So you're inspired to write this story and and convert it. Like it looks here, like you're writing a book, and the album mm -hmm. is kind of part of it. Um, yeah. How does that how does that kind of happen for you? Well, it's there was a precedent for it on my second album, Go to the Devil. I wrote a song called Jesus, the Devil, the Deed. Um, and when I finished the song, I thought to myself, there's more to this story. I want to know what the what the rest, not the rest of the story, but I want to know more about the guts of the story. So I wrote a, a novella. That be that was my second published book, the uh, novella version of the narrative of that song. Um, when I wrote "Old Scratch Comes to Appalachia," the song, I told my son about it, and he says, "Is this going to be another book?" <laughs> and I, I said, "No." I said, "The narrative is not long enough." And at that point, I had just published a novel, and I wanted to do another novel. And he said, well, you should write it as a book and then release them the same day. And I'm like, fuck, you know, why didn't I think of that? Right. <laughs> um, and, and that's where it went. Um, I didn't want to just release uh, a single 90 page book novelette. So I decided to flesh it out and I wrote three other stories to accompany it. Sort of the same theme, you know, devil goes to the backwoods and and wreaks various kinds of hell on the townsfolk in different places in different ways. And that's, that's sort of where the book came from, but yeah, the song and the story are connected. They're the, basically the same story, but the song was first. Yes. Yeah. Nice. That's very cool. And your son's like, Hey, you should do a book. And you're like, <laughs> damn it. I was, I was very disappointed in myself that I didn't <laughs> think of that idea. And I told him that, uh, you know, for his uh, for his great suggestion, you know, he was going to make uh, just as much money as I'm going to make from it. So, <laughs> right. So here's a question: Since you're a writer, uh, both musician and obviously uh, written word, how do you feel about the advancements of machine learning? And are you using it to help your creative process? Are you worried about how it's going to affect your creative process? What do you think about all of it? Um. It's neither here nor there for me where creativity is concerned. Um, I am leery about it and would never employ it. Um, I don't see how you could be proud of that as a, as a, as a writer and a musician um, to have something else generate your content for you. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is something, you know, that's on the horizon. Well, it's, it's here. here. Yeah. Um, 
to be wary of. Um, and it all comes around to the consuming public. You know, they're the ones that are eventually going to dictate whether it's used or not. Are they going to consume it? Are they going to care? Um, or are they going to know? Well, and that's true too. They already are consuming it and they don't know. Right. Um, <clears throat> I enjoy some of the novelty that it creates, you know, when you can download a, uh, or listen to a version of Plankton from SpongeBob singing War Pigs. <laughs> um, and if if it could stop right there, right, then I would say, oh yeah, this is great. But it's it's not going to stop there, and it's it's all the way up to the to the degree where the Beatles are going to employ it to release a uh, an unreleased song that uh, the Got John wrote um, yeah. that they're going to. AI generate John's vocals. Um, Crazy. So it is. It is. It is a frightening slope that uh, we're looking down, um, and not just for the reasons of you know we all saw T two Judgment Day, right? Um, you know, and I don't want to be that dramatic about it, but yeah, from the creative standpoint, it is kind of distressing. Um, I think it's I distressing. I think it's distressing for every single industry, unless you're like a plumber or an electrician, right, or in the trades, right, right. Because like as as like think about coders right now, right. That's like one of the highest paying jobs there is. Like if you go to Loudoun County, Virginia, the richest county in the United States, the only reason it's there is because of coders, right? It's all right. IT people and coding. What happens when the computer just does that for you? Because it already can. You know, right. not not perfectly, but it can it can get pretty close. Banks, yeah. lawyers, judges, accountants, all those all those white collar jobs are at total risk. And people don't see that. People are all people see is how it impacts the arts. And you've got a huge degree of people that are like, you know, oh, who cares about that? Yeah. You know? Right. Um but yeah, they don't stop to consider how far-reaching it'll be, and uh, this is why I think the SAG after strike that's going on right now might be one of the most important strikes in history. Yes, right, because they're actually going to be the on the front lines. They're the ones deciding what's going to be allowed in their industry mm -hmm. with machine learning and artificial intelligence, and and that's going to be used as a basis for every single thing that comes over the next few years. Right, because that's it's not it's not going to happen tomorrow. But by next year, we're going to start to see huge impacts. And the year after, and the year right. after, it's just going to get more and more. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! And I see so many people who are who are downplaying this strike and even denouncing it or ridiculing it because all they look at are the rich celebrities involved. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not looking at the crew people. They're not the looking writers. at the grips, the writer, you know, everyone who's impacted who are living paycheck to paycheck and gig to gig based on this. Yeah. And, um, you know, they just, so many people refuse to look at the bigger picture and the bigger impact of it. And, um, you know, I fear they're not going to until it's too late. Well, what about, what about the curiosity factor? Like, like you have to be curious about how it would impact your work, right? Absolutely. And Um, it's like, how many people can avoid that curiosity factor? Right. I mean, it's, it's like the uh, onset of uh, automation, you know, yeah, a hundred years ago, 150 years ago, whatever. Um, and I, I wonder how many people see it as a fad that's not going to catch on, but <laughs> oh, it's too late. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. My curiosity factor got me with it. And I wrote code that I had no business writing because I don't code. And I wrote a program that took weeks of work that used to take me weeks. I now do in a minute and a half. Right. Right. Well, I'm like, holy shit. I have a children's book written that I've had sitting, you know, finished uh, copy wise for about four years now. Um, And I know I could go out and employ AI to illustrate it. Mm-hmm. and be done with it but i'm not going to do that you know i gonna, uh, go ahead i was gonna say i'm gonna jump in real quick and we can probably get back to d in a second but i'm taking a course this summer as chris knows on ai imaging mm-hmm. in uh you know the college i i work for and i'm blown away chris and i have conversations via email like 100 times a day going holy shit the stuff you can do right but let me ask you a question is if you're create if you're creating art or if you're creating based off your text, is that still art? Chris? That's that's something that's going to be debated. Um, if it's the artist creating it, how is it considered? Because um, you still have to get those prompts right. What do you call it, Chris? It's a prompt prompt, prompt engineering. Yeah, so I mean, you still have to get those prompts right. So I mean, there's work in it, right? That's that's the kind of thing that that people will use to justify it if they really employ it. Um, whereas for me, this is some this this particular project is something I visited, and you know, then I come back and poke around for an illustrator for a little bit, and then get involved in something else. But this is definitely something that when it gets done and gets finished it's going to be someone sitting down either doing digital art right or or drawing it and scanning it right that's going to end up in it and for all i know the person that i employ to do it might use ai on their end um right. that's the other thing you don't even know right 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 um i i don't see myself consciously employing ai to do to do that sort of thing and certainly where my music is concerned i've always been very do-it-yourself i record all of my music at home nice um the only outsourcing i do is i do take it and get it mastered um 
but so you record and mix at home yeah yeah it's all nice. done done right in my bedroom and that's where i do a lot of my writing too and um that's just the way i prefer to do it you know i do this for my own amusement as much as i do for anything else and part of the accomplishment is listening to something like old scratch comes to appalachia and thinking wow i was sitting in my chair in my bedroom and that's where this was produced i think that's pretty cool you know that's the one thing that i love about digital audio is Mm -hmm. it's really empowered the creatives to have access to something that they didn't have access to before unless they had financial backing right like i remember when i was trying to record a record back when i was in my 20s studio time was like 13 to 1500 dollars a day in Mm -hmm. the 90s right i could i couldn't afford that no i've Uh, I've told many people that if if my solo music required me booking studio time to to produce it there wouldn't be any solo music um i'm able to do it because i can do it myself yeah and i wonder if that's another also a different way of looking at machine learning like maybe it's going to empower people excuse me to have uh access to things that they didn't have access to before Mm -hmm. right it's so it's such a complex subject to me yeah there it 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 depends so much on point of view and we're we're just at the tip of the iceberg regarding well i i applaud you for staying away from it and doing it you know artistically especially when you know you could get it done quicker like chris said by just logging on and doing it. So putting the time in and, you know, the grit and the sweat is pretty cool. And I think it shows. That's, that's a great deal of a fun part. I mean, you know, when you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm going to start working on an album. You want, you want the finished product. You know, that's your, 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 your end game is to have that finished product. But part of the joy is the creation and hearing it come together and building soundscapes and just, hearing the parts fit together and uh just that that adrenaline rush when you know you nail that vocal part you know and and uh and you know i nail the vocal part and the neighbors aren't beating on my wall (laughs) (laughs) Um, is that yeah that's 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 part of the joy of it um so here's here's kind of an odd question since you both write books and write music do you kind of have two, not two personalities per se, but do you approach creativity differently with one form or the other? Not really. Um, they're kind of just uh, two heads of the same beast. Um, you know, as far as it, as the, the as the joy that comes from it, when I wrote my novel, that's when I realized, hey, I get as much joy out of writing stories and books as i do out of writing music um and that's that's the big driving force with me uh creatively is is it fun you know is is this something that if i came across from someone else would i go out and pick it up and that's that's kind of what i go for um writing books won't ever replace music because music has the live performance factor behind it um you can go out and read a book have a live reading or whatnot but it's it's not the same Mm -hmm. but um 
no, it's it's kind of just coming up with an idea and and going with it and seeing it coming together and um, just the excitement that comes from the creative process. Right. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the big thing for me. Just the fun. It is exciting, that. isn't it? Oh, I you know I I tell people. Since I do all of my own production and all of my own art layouts, when I get a physical copy of an album, there isn't that joy that there used to be because I've already listened to it thousands of times while I was producing it. I've already looked at the artwork dozens of times while I was creating it. But when I get a copy of a book i've only looked at that on a computer screen while i was working on it you know when i get that hard copy of a book and can just flip through the pages that's over overwhelming joy to sit there as you know as, as someone who started reading poe in grade school and being around books my entire life just there's still that that sense of oh wow this this that came out of here right and um and that's that by itself is worth the effort. Um, anything beyond that, you know, people picking it up, people reaching out with uh, with uh, good words about it. That's just the icing on the cake, but just the sense of accomplishment. That's that's what I tell anyone who's creative. You know, you know, if, if, if you, if you want to draw the picture, draw it. Um, don't worry about what other people think about it. If you feel accomplished by it and get joy out of it, that's. It doesn't matter who's you've already right. you've already won. I see you stay. You know, I keep up with you, and we talk quite a bit as well. Um, I see you stay pretty good, pretty busy live. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of stuff coming up, right? It's starting to fill in. Um, it seems like you know. I look at my calendar and think, no, oh, it's kind of lean for the next month and a half, and then all of a sudden things start to fill in. But uh, yeah, between playing solo and playing with Spiral Grave, um, and I've uh, kind of picked up a third gig. Um, a year ago, a little over a year ago, I started recording with a singer-songwriter uh, here in town, um, April Sandy, who I met at an open mic. And I've started, whenever possible, playing live with her. Nice. So um you know, that's going on too. So, um, it's from your neck of the woods, Chris, or your old neck of the woods, the DC area. Yeah, oh yeah. I live, in live in Frederick. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. 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 I lived in, uh, I lived in Sterling for a long time. Okay. Five, five and a half years, something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you find it difficult keeping up with all those, uh, projects and not knowing who you're writing for or what you're doing? Well, it's, it's very cut and dried. You know, when, when April book shows, you know, I tell her, I'll keep the solo schedule clear, but if a, if the band gets offered a gig that day, I got to take the band gig because there are other folks involved. So right. there's 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 a structured priority. Um, now April and I will do a lot of shows together. That I'm on the bill solo as well, so I'll be doing double duty, nice. playing her set and then playing my set later. So there always is a uh, a sort of a pecking order. So there aren't overlaps or 
conflicts or well, sorry guys i can't take the the band gig i'm right. you know doing this um so that helps out a lot the un, there's a, a good understanding with it so okay yeah. so, so besides besides three musical projects a novel a new album <laughs> uh children's book um do you sleep i have people all the time that say don't you ever relax and my answer is well this is how i relax um if i spend an evening working on music i will go to bed that night just feeling like wow this was a really productive evening um even if it's just coming up with a riff and noodling it and just throwing it down on the phone you know for reference later there's there's still this feeling of okay tonight was productive you know i got something something done um for for later on so that's that's what i do to relax um right now i'm at it i don't want to see a creative lull but right now i'm not working on anything but i am prepping uh later this year i'm going to start on another novel um probably <laughs> probably around the holiday time um i'm between now and then just collect notes and organization and and that sort of thing and then dive into that so novel first and then possibly a soundtrack second um well my follow-up to old scratch is already recorded jesus <laughs> <laughs> uh last fall um the creative bug hit hard and um i started writing and recording and before i knew it um there were 10 new songs and um and they were good enough i was I, I, i'm happy enough with them that i'm like ooh, do i want to release this one instead but uh just the, the cross marketing with old scratch was just to me such a cool idea right um that i just uh hung in with that and just tucked the other one away so um so where can people go get the record where can people get the the books give us uh, a plug the books are the easiest to find online uh amazon carries everything i publish through kindle direct um which is partnered with amazon so amazon carries everything um most are available in kindle as well as as hard copy um music you can order straight from argonauta records um and everything is on the uh the internet all the uh standard digital sites you know spotify itunes um all d calhoun yeah yeah um now something worth noting about the new album um it is a two disc set um cd1 is the album cd2 is the old scratch comes to appalachia novelette in audiobook form oh that's cool. oh cool yeah that's really cool um the only digital outlet that carries both cds is bandcamp on bandcamp you can download both the album 10 songs and the audiobook nice um and that was tedious work right there <laughs> <laughs> audiobook editing is painful and you know and that that was the, the, the hard part each chapter is 
10 to 12 minutes long. So it would take 15 minutes to record. Um, the editing would take an hour and a half. Right. You know, just going, going through, getting ready, getting rid of all the mumbled words, you know, cleaning out the background sound, everything that was, right. it, it was love clicks. <laughs> yes. But worth it in the end. That's nice. I love the whole true DIY spirit though. You got it going on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it. it's just, it's, it's more fun to me that way, especially with this stuff. Um, just, and you know, when I, when I wrote my first novel, I was intimidated to write a novel, something that long form. And I wanted to take a creative writing class. Um, mainly to learn organization, things like that. And then COVID happened. And finally, I'm like, you know what? Everything else that I do, I do with a wing and a prayer by the seat of my pants. Why should this be any different? So I just wrote outlines and got everything organized and just had at it. So good for you. Yeah, that's thank you. That's um, that's just it's more fun for me to do it that way. That's all my questions, Chris. I don't have anything either. I think this is a great interview, man. Thank you. Thank D, you. I, and while I have you, D, I appreciate all you do, man. All the uh, silly shit you do with me. <laughs> From cooking here with Iron Man, I don't even know when that was, like 10 years ago, maybe? That was 2014. Wow. Oh, I was close, so almost yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. They showed up here, Chris. He was on a, He was in a band called Iron Man. They were on Metal Blade. They showed okay. up here to cook. Uh, I don't even remember what we made. back. We then. made uh, beef stir fry. Really? Yeah, that's funny. You got a better. I just remember Al hanging out and yeah. And then over the years, D actually narrated a couple of my movies. I think Metal Missionaries, probably. Metal Missionaries, uh, Appalachian Black Metal. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, nice. yeah, and I I I love doing that that sort of thing. When you reached out to me for Metal Missionaries, and uh, I recorded the uh, the test for you right and i listened to that and i thought that sounds horrible and when you came back at me and it was like oh this is perfect you know i, I was floored yeah um, you but, even uh, did uh you even did a narrative on one of those audio dramas for yes me. yes I yeah I just, I, yeah i love i love doing that sort of thing um well you know anything that can allow me to be creative and and have fun with it and it's it it always looks good on the resume you know oh, yeah. so i'm going to downsell that part of it thank you my friend d it's always good to see you thank you my friend all right cheers man hey you be too well, and we'll talk take to care you fellas right out later Bye. Yes. hey you do you have any plans this year <laughs> how's that going do you get 2020 well welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020 where myself benny goodman and my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.